Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're brawling this team. The guy yells over the glass, Go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser. Can't even say it with a straight face. It was a good beak. When we'd roll into a bigger center, they'd say, go back to Winyard. Uh, go back to the NFL, where I was making more money and doing better. I'd like to. Thank you very <laughs> yeah. much. Where I was flying on the charter with the uh, double-wide leather suits and the filet mignon. Yeah. Working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, yes, it is. Hello. Look at this. Do not adjust your sets, everybody. It's the RP Show. We're coming to you live from the bunker here in the rectangle, the sweatpants capital. Can you believe it? I feel like we're going retro today, boys. 810 episodes ago. Yeah, we are in uh, the sweatpants capital, IKS Media and Production House, and uh, it's the RP Show coming at you on a Tuesday, August 20th, 2022. I know our podcast listeners are like, what the, what is he talking about? And probably our viewers too, because we've had so many new viewers join us in the last year. But this is the set where we originated this show a couple of years ago, as I say, 810 episodes ago. And we're back at it here. But the number's the same, 902-518-3033. You're going to recognize another face here as well, and that is the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. And I'm more than interested to know where, where the heck he is. Moose, well, now we're missing you here in the bunker, man. Uh, your chair is empty. This is something, man. What do you think? How's it look? I know. I know. It looks fantastic. I miss it. I miss all you guys. I wish I was there with you for the week. And, you know, um, I'm in a familiar spot to you. We're in Jari Park um, in Montreal and right outside the uh, the tennis facility here in Jari Park. I know the uh, National Bank Open starts this coming uh, weekend, so I'm just here checking things out. Okay, well, be honest. Um, okay, every, I'll get to the comments. You can imagine they're going crazy. The longtime viewers think this is amazing. The new school viewers are like, where are you? What What's going on? But let me, listen, we got to... So you're in Montreal, what, at a tennis tournament? What are you really out there for? Let's put it all on the table. Tell the folks why you're not here. You're out there on another, another deal. That's right. I'm out here for the Canada Games. It's going to be in Niagara starting August 6th to the 21st. So I'll be there working with the communications and social media teams. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. It just came out a couple days early to do a little sightseeing. Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. I'm not a tech guy, as you know. No, 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 not at all. Uh, Don, our Navy friend, says, looking great, Roddy. Um, so John Ohm in Winnipeg says, the resolution in the bunker is 4K. Wowzers. You might as well be speaking Mandarin to me. I don't even know what that means. I'm not sure I want great cameras on this mug. That? I know, right? But anyways, that's the deal. Moose is out in eastern Canada. I'm here in the rectangle for a spell before we go to the World Juniors, and we're ready to talk sports. And we have some very exciting guests coming up on the program today. 
Ryan Murray of the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche is coming here to the bunker. It didn't take long to dive back into the way it used to be, and that is sports celebrities dropping by to hang out. And Ryan Murray of the Colorado Avalanche is going to be here. He's not bringing the Stanley Cup. We're 48 hours ahead on that. It's going to be here on Thursday, and we won't have the Cup here. But we'll have Ryan Murray, and I think I'd rather have Ryan Murray. And then in hour two, we're going to talk a lot of CFL with Mike Abu-Meshrick, the former Ottawa Renegade, Winnipeg Blue Bomber, and Saskatchewan Rough Rider. So that's what's going to happen over the next two years. Uh, sorry, two hours. I'm hoping it doesn't feel like two years. And I want to <laughs> say the boys did a great job because they came in here, Moose, and I said, this reminded me a lot of three years ago, 2019. And they said, why? And I said, well, this, this, the desk is completely empty. Remember those old shows? Maybe, maybe we need to do a highlight show. I think we just lost Moose again, did we? Oh, you're showing the desk. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Um, remember those? We need to do a highlight show of the old. It seems like decades ago. So I don't know who it was. Ryan, I think, for one, and maybe Clark went and rustled up a bunch of gear. Whatever was sitting around in boxes and populated the desk, as they say. So, yeah, it just feels like I'm in a bit of a time warp here. But Jordan's here. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Jordan? Thank you. Thank you. And they're all running around here like... <laughs> an anthill I was thinking of something else I'll tell you guys in a break I just can't say it on the air so number one I don't know where you are in the quick six show topics here Moose on this but these are what is of importance to me and remember this you saw I unplugged for like four days I was at a lake in Alberta where there was no TV and no cell service it was awesome so I'm a little out of the loop on a few things but it's hard to miss that Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games after being accused by two dozen women in Texas of sexual misconduct during massage treatments and what a disciplinary officer said was behavior more egregious than any before reviewed by the NFL, unquote. The punishment handed out by the game's disciplinary officer, former federal judge Sue L. Robinson, fell well short of what the NFL had asked for, and that's an open-ended suspension of at least a year for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Trust me, I want to talk about sports, but this is sports. The Cleveland Browns are going to be without their quarterback for the first six games of the season. Uh, Deshaun Watson recently settled 23 of those 24 lawsuits filed by women alleging sexual assault and harassment during the treatments of 2020 and 2021. So we do have breaking news that we'll get to from MLB here on trade deadline day. The, the, the poll question today is very simply, was the suspension long enough? And my vote would be no. The vote, it's not long enough. Ryan Murray's here, by the way. You just have him have a seat out there if you don't mind. Get him a copy. Hey, Ryan, good to see you. Love him. Ryan Murray is here of the Colorado Avalanche. How about that? So, How Moose, that? make your thoughts quick. We got a Stanley Cup champion coming in here <laughs> next. Anyways, my vote is no. I thought he was going for the whole year. Uh, and six games? I don't know if this was the Haslam's influence. Well, I guess it wasn't because the NFL itself wanted him to be gone for a whole year. When I saw six games... I was shocked, and I don't really know the reasons why. I haven't had a time to delve into it, but that's my take. What's yours? I've seen a lot of the coverage, Rod, throughout the weekend, and I've been reading and I've been following this story. And if the NFL ever has criticism, it's around discipline, and oftentimes discipline being too light. They go and they bring in a third party with Judge Robinson to come in and, and you know, create this suggestion of six games and, and the ruling. Roger Goodell can still increase the suspension. He can still make this a, you know, 9, 12, 18 game suspension. The one thing to think about is Deshaun Watson, because of this, 
already lost a whole year. He wasn't suspended last year, but let's make no mistake. He really wasn't playing because this was looming over him and the Houston Texans organization. So I think that plays into it a little bit, but I agree the public perception and the common belief here is that it was probably a little bit too light. Yes, and uh, I don't want to belabor this. Uh, I've seen that there might be an appeal, or maybe that's from the Players Association or so forth. I don't know. Deshaun Watson wants to play. He said repeatedly he doesn't think he's done anything wrong, and I'm not sure. Did he release a statement after this? I have not seen any comments from Deshaun Watson saying he'll accept this punishment and and uh, sit his 16. We haven't seen that, so maybe that's still to come, but I think we all believe that it is too short. But they're going nuts, man. Robin and PA. Hashtag Bunker is back. They love it. Don't get too attached. Because beginning <laughs> next week, we're going to be at Rogers Place in Edmonton for the World Juniors for two weeks, which, by the way, hell I'm getting yes. to. Yeah, hell yeah. We are. Moving on to point two, the Toronto Blue Jays open a nine-game road trip tonight at Tropicana Field where they'll play the Tampa Bay Rays, believe it or not. The Blue Jays, winners of 12 of the last 15 and holding down an AL wildcard berth, haven't made any roster changes ahead of today's MLB trade deadline, which reminds me, Clark alerted me, the trade has gone down. This from Jeff Passan from ESPN. The San Diego Padres are finalizing a deal to acquire superstar outfielder Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals. One of the biggest deals in baseball history goes down, and it sends the 23-year-old to the pod squad where he will team up with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. So it's not like those pieces are going to the Nationals. I don't know what the deal is. As Jeff Passan said 20 minutes ago, they're finalizing the deal. We were... We were Kind of hoping Juan Soto might end up with the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know if that was ever a case, if that was a thing, but it's not happening. He's going to the Padres. Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a big deal. It was a big piece. And I know that Jays fans are just waiting for the team to do something, make a big splash to go all in to try and win a World Series. I'd say be patient. It might be coming. But this team is also trending in the right direction as it is. Yeah. Well, hey, keep Juan Soto out of the American League East. And the Blue Jays can deal with them come <laughs> World Series time. How about that? Okay. I like that. And for the uh, Yankees, Aaron Judge hit his major league-leading 43rd home run. Jose Trevino had his first multi-homer game. And the Yankees beat the Seattle Mariners 7-1 Monday night in a series opener between teams bulking up for the postseason. But the big domino off the board has fallen. Juan Soto's gone to the Padres. By the way... They're back. The 163rd running of the Queen's Plate is taking place on Sunday, August 21st. Uh, day full of the best Canadian thoroughbred racing. Great fashion, amazing food, and loads of fun. Get your tickets today at woodbine.com or play along with Woodbine's Dark Horse app available for Android and Apple devices. I have it, and I'll be honest, I liked it just a little too much. Dark Horse is very easy to navigate and uh, download it if you haven't already. You're going to be hearing a lot about the Queen's Plate here. My Toronto friends are, are you coming, Rod? Are you coming to the Queen's Plate? I'm like, well, right now, no plans, but things can change. Uh, Point three, goalie Dylan Guerin. Hey, this is from the Canadian press. You tell me what you think of the wording of this. Goalie Dylan Guerin and center Kent Johnson headline Canada's World Junior Team. Hockey Canada named its full roster for the rescheduled under-20 World Championships slated to begin on August 9th in Edmonton. 19-year-old Garen was a member of Canada's junior team who won silver at the 2021 Worlds. And I'm sitting there going, who, who wrote this? Have you heard of Connor Bedard? Connor McBedard? How is he not the headline 
of the story, because we all know it. I went and looked at the World Junior roster, and it looks pretty good. We're going to be there. You're not. But I can't wait for the tournament. And what more is to be said? We had Dylan Guerin on this show, Kamloops Blazers goaltender. I hope, I hope that he carries the mail this time for Canada in this tournament. Connor Bedard broke Gretzky's single goals record for the love of Pete. It's, it should be Connor Bedard and Team Canada were named on. Should it not? I think so. Well, and, and to be fair, that's the Canadian press. Every notification that I got, whether it was from the Score app, TSN app, it was Connor Bedard headlines Canada's 23-man roster or 25-man roster announced, you know, whatever day it was. It was Connor Bedard. It should be. I mean, he's the he's the lead story, and not just that we're proud of him and you know, he plays on God's team. Uh, he's the headliner for Team Canada for sure. By the way, we're gonna we're gonna get to the CFL stuff here. Um... But, yeah, I didn't get those notifications. Maybe because I was at a cabin with no cell service. I don't know. But I'm like, it should be Connor McDard, Connor McBedard, <laughs> Connor Bedard, and Team Canada. And not anybody else. And I know that's just me. I got a million thoughts on that, and I won't go any further. Other than to say, by the way, 23 players representing eight members from across Canada have earned the opportunity to wear the Maple Leaf at the 2022 Henlinka Gretzky Cup in Red Deer. It's on right now. As you know, you can still get your tickets today at HockeyCanada.ca. As I mentioned, our next guest is here. We're not going to be talking CFL with Ryan Murray of the Colorado Avalanche, who's going to be here in the bunker. So we'll talk about it with Moose. It's my point four. I don't think we're going to get through all six topics, but that's fine. CFL Week 8 buzz. Here are your scores. Canada's Game of the Week, as voted by you, the viewers, was Winnipeg-Calgary, and it did not let us down. Calgary uh, fell at home 35-28 to the Blue Bombers. And all you saw the talk coming out of it from my guy, Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell, saying, ah, we've beaten, beaten this team a thousand times. We'll beat him when it matters, is basically what he was saying. And to be honest, I'm still trying to be friends some up with the Stampeders, but I'm like, Bo, this is why people don't like you. Lose with some humility and class and come back and beat him next time. But that, that, that didn't look good. Now, the other games... Uh, BC beating Hamilton, as we know, 32-24. Montreal beating Sask. Where did it end up? I wrote 17-17. Clearly, that's not one. 20, 32-17. <laughs> and then Ottawa got its first one, 23, first win, 23-13 over Toronto. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you have any, any thoughts on what Bo said, but those are, those are the scores. And uh, what my takeaway was Bo saying that. You? Yeah, that was a, a big takeaway for sure. And I saw the headlines. And, you know, I agree. You haven't beat them. Now twice in the regular season. And I mean, what else are you supposed to say? But just this is a very good team, and we hope we get another chance to play them again and in the playoffs. But that was the big one for me. Um, and then obviously around the sweatpants capital, people are upset, man. They are upset um, at the way that game went against Montreal. And the bye week couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, from Todd Pinkney, one of our P1 viewers, he says, Dark Horse is the best app. Well, he would obviously say that. He won $10,000 on it. From Trent in Norway. Where's my flag, by the way, boys? Maybe I left it in Florida. Trent in Norway. Oh, no. Norway here. Great to see the bunker again. He says, no surprise that the Padres got Soto, but I predict the, predict the Blue Jays are still trying before the deadline. Uh, from Jenna in Southern California. says, first win of many for the Red Blacks. Uh... Stephen and Warman, do you guys still have the ice cream pail to raise up Rod's computer? 
<laughs> it wasn't an ice cream pail. It was a f- it was a golf ball container that held fifty golf balls, and I don't know where that is either. You mentioned the sweatpants capital and the angst around here. Just previewing this for our viewers. In hour two, it's going to be probably all CFL with Mike Abu Meshwick here in the bunker. Okay. So just hold your horses for 45 minutes, and we'll get to all the CFL talk. But they're, they're raging here. And I had a guy write me on Facebook, I'll be honest with you, on the weekend. His name's Jimmy, and he says, what's wrong with the riders? And I said, brother, I didn't even watch the game. Sorry. And he seemed completely out of sorts with that. But I'm just going to be honest because that's what I do here. I didn't watch the game. And I was on a podcast last night, the Rider Nation podcast, and they're talking about firing the coaches and cutting this guy. And I'm like, I can't. I can't I, I'm done. Nobody's getting fired. Nobody's bidding, being cut. And go to rodpeterson.com right now or listen to my commentary. Darren, my, I'll just say this. I know offensive linemen on the street, so do you, that the Riders haven't called. So that tells me they're, they're okay with the group that they have. They feel they're going to get their way out of this with the group that they have, and I respect that. That's kind of an O-day thing. But they're upset. My good friend Luke Mullender, the radio color guy, is upset that the coach wasn't mad enough on the postgame show for losing. And I'm like, oh, whoa. So you know this. You were just here and you left to go to Eastern Canada. They're raging. And we'll get into that into hour two. Hey, look at this. Come on up, Ryan. Rocco's got it. We found it. Where'd you find it? Upstairs. How about that? We found it. Bob. We got the laptop stand. So it's still, everybody's laughing. They love it. Uh, yeah. Well, d- hey, Ryan's like, a bunch of your stuff is upstairs if you want to go get it. So I went and, you would know this, Darren. You cleaned it out. And I'm like, all I saw was a couple of poinsettias. <laughs> so if we want poinsettias <laughs> on the desk, we could do that. And we'd all have a Merry Christmas. I'll see you a little later, Moose. Good to see you. Thanks for coming you on. You betcha. Good. You R- bet. Enjoy the show. Ryan Murray of the Colorado Avalanche. Joining us next live here in the bunker. We're back in the bunker for a week in the rectangle. This is the warm-up, and you're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. As you can see, we're in the bunker, our our rec room. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including the state of Ohio, where we get a lot of mail from viewers down there on the Buckeye Cable Service. And we're also live streaming on YouTube, too. So, listen, you just had a good look at Ryan Murray. Man, I love this guy. He is a white city guy, even though his hockey DB says Regina. You are obviously born in Regina, right, Ryan? Yeah, born in Regina, yeah. Yeah. Played with the Everett Silvertips, with the Columbus Blue Jackets, New Jersey Devils, and the Colorado Avalanche, 432 NHL games, and uh, on Team Canada in 2012, when I called the games on the Sportsnet Radio Network. So I've known... Of and known Ryan for a long time, and I really appreciate you coming in today, Ryan, as a Stanley Cup champion. First, I'll say congratulations. Thank you. How's the summer been going? It's been good. It's been a good summer. Of course. Um, yeah, it's been good. Well, so you got the you got the cup coming. It's a big week. Yeah, it's a big week. Big week this week. Um, taking it out to White City. 
one thirty to 3 o'clock on Thursday. So it'll be there. Okay, so <clears throat> just relax. We've got a lot of hockey storytelling to get to here. With Columbus, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. Does that sound right? Yep. Seven seasons in Columbus. So we're going to talk a little bit about Blue Jacket hockey and Johnny Gaudreau and how he's going to fit in. One year with the New Jersey Devils and then 37 games this season with the Colorado Avalanche. So I guess we're going to go in reverse chronological order. If you don't mind, can you talk about this past season with the Avalanche? Yeah, I mean, we had a great team. Um, you know, there's a lot of good teams that could have won it this year. And um, I just think our team was so consistent. Um, throughout the regular season, we just, you know, we just never feel like we're going to lose a game. And then same thing in the playoffs. It was just like, you know, such a good, consistent team and, and some great leaders on that group. And, um, you know, you feel fortunate to win, but we just had such a capable group that, you know, I think that a lot of guys in that team just kind of expected to win every night. And then at the end result, you know, if you don't lose many games, that's kind of what happens. What was it like for you? Because there's a, there was a big core there that had been together for a while and they've been through some hard times. Yeah. What did you see when you got into town? Because Mark Moser, the radio guy, our TV play-by-play -play guy, was on with us, and he said losing to Vegas last year, giving up that 3-1 series lead was the fuel for this season. Yeah, I think sometimes that has to happen to teams. Um, you know, it's kind of like Tampa when we swept them in Columbus, and then I think they won two straight right after that. So, um, you know, sometimes it takes that, or, you know, they, had a, they, they thought they were going to win for – probably a few years before this one and it just never really happened and you kind of realize how hard it is and you know we went to the playoffs a few years in Columbus and it is very difficult to win I mean you got you got to go through so many good teams to to win so I think sometimes you need that uh, you know some, sometimes you need to get your heart broken I guess and take those hard losses to really realize you know what it takes and how hard it is to win. Absolutely and with regards to you bringing the Stanley Cup here on Thursday Take us through that process, if you don't mind. Um, Phil Pritchard, good friend of ours, keeper of the cup. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> our viewers know I tell this story every time. Uh, I was on NHL radio a couple years ago when the Blues were winning the Stanley Cup, and they had the three guys from Sask, and they oh, said, yeah. Rod, when's the last time the cup came through Saskatchewan in the summer? I'm like, every summer. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not... A novelty, like it is, but it's not. Like it's not like it's been 25 years since the cup came through. And uh, with them, it was Shen, Bozak, and Schwartz, right? Yep. So for you, and then way back, I remember Ryan Getzlaff was only 18 or 19. He threw a party at the center of the arts. He didn't really know what to do. We had a road hockey tournament. We had a small parade. He was a kid. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. What's gone into your planning here for this cup in White City? Uh, you try to do a bit of everything as much as you can, a little family time. Um, we're going to do the White City thing, community thing, and then we're going to take it to the city and go to a few places and then kind of have a party at the end and kind of go out with a bang. And, and then they, uh, you know, they take it uh, at the end of the night, and I think they're going to take it up to, to Saskatoon next. So, um, you know, they're pretty busy, those guys that are uh, – lugging that thing around they got a lot of places to go to so you get your day with it and then and then it's gone to the next guy so um but it's, a, it's such a cool thing that you get to throw a party and take it home and everything else and especially in Canada it's such a big thing for Canadians so um you know really looking forward to the day I think it'd be cool I can tell by the smile on your face so yep. the night you won the cup in Tampa game six yeah what do you recall of lifting the cup and that whole th was it everything you'd dreamt of yeah it was just such a weird feeling like I remember just standing like just kind of waiting guys are going through and lifting it and you're just like 
you don't even really want to touch it. It's just such a weird thing, you know, because you haven't. I remember Schwartz, he brought it down, and, and I went to his party there, and I didn't even touch it because of the superstition feel thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, I don't, I'm not going to touch it or do anything with it. I'm just going to, you know, kind of hang out. And I was happy to be there and stuff, but I, I really didn't want to touch the thing. And um, and then when we were doing that on the ice, it was just such a, a very weird feeling getting, you know, getting a hold of it and, um, you know, lifting it. And it's just such a, it just feels surreal. It just doesn't feel like it's 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 really happening. And then, um, you know, Kale had the uh, the con Smythe and stuff, and so afterwards we're just sitting around the room. And you got like the con Smythe there, and then you got the cup there, and everything else. And it's like it's kind of just weird being in the same room as these trophies because yeah. they're so locked up, right? Like it's always locked up, and there's always someone watching it. So to just have these things kind of just like sitting around the room was pretty cool. No kidding. Yeah. Oh man. Well, like I say, congratulations again. And for our viewers in this area, is there a public viewing if they want to come down? What do people need to know? Uh, yeah, just 1.30 to 3 in White City um, at the rink there. We're just going to have it open to the public. Anybody Perfect. who wants to come down for a picture or, or whatever, just to see it or, or touch it or do whatever you awesome. want. So. Oleg from Winnipeg watching says, you can tell Ryan is from White City. If he was from Regina, he would be wearing socks with his sandals. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Winnipeg people. You must. You're a hockey guy. You must wear socks in your sand- with your sandals. I mean, around the room a little bit, yeah. Yeah, not, exactly, of course. Not well, in the summer, no. Not, definitely not in the summer. But I had to ask Ryan, the second I saw him, what his workout regime was. And I always laugh because if I can call us gym buddies, you were working out a little harder than me. But you could roam fairly anonymously through that gym, Evolution Fitness. Yep. And I felt like saying to people, do you know who this guy is? <laughs> This is a Columbus Blue Jackets defenseman, but that's part of what's nice about here. People leave you alone. Yeah, I think people respect it. People respect your space pretty good out here. And even in Columbus, people would respect you a lot. I think if you played for the Flames or the Oilers or like kind of the, there's just so much more face time here, right? Like, I mean, we'd play in Columbus. People wouldn't watch a single game or anything like that. But you, you know, I've been walking around with like Nugent Hopkins and stuff and he can't go anywhere. There's... There's a lot of guys that can't go anywhere, so I can, I can move around pretty good. Yeah, well, and yeah. now, well, you look like every other average guy in the street here, right? And maybe you yeah. do in Columbus. I don't know. But I, I just got a kick out of the fact that Ryan could work out and be unharassed. And what a nice feeling that must be for you. But you said that you're working out at home now. I'm interested to know what you got going for your home gym, which is at the beach. Yeah, just a, I don't know, squat rack and then some Kaiser machines and... Um, I got belt squat, you know, the Swiss balls, all that stuff, whatever. And, uh, yeah, mostly just work out there because, I mean, 35 minutes to the city. and then pain, yeah. By the time I drive in, I can be half done. So did that and then put a sauna in. I like to sauna every day and just kind of get a good sweat on and, and then start your day off like that. It's, it's pretty nice. Tacona in Winnipeg says, now everyone knows where Ryan works out. No, you did. That's what I was getting to. Now he's at home, unless you can find his home, which you never will. Uh, I'm smart that way, bringing it up. By the way, with all the people writing in about the uh, Ryder fan, the Ryder three-game losing streak, we're going to get into it in hour two. Ten-year CFL veteran Mike Abomeshrick will be with us here in the bunker in hour two. Um, Randy from Winnipeg says NHL trophies are cool looking, aren't they? Like that silver is so yeah, bright. It is. I mean, everywhere we took it. We took it to a bunch of bars and stuff in Denver, and we would just kind of go bar hopping and stuff and do whatever. And the team would walk in, and no one would really say anything or do anything. But as soon as that trophy showed up, there's a lineup of people, and everyone's kind of like gathering around it. So 
it's pretty funny. I mean, our team just won the cup and everyone, you know, you go to a bar and everyone would kind of leave you alone. And then as soon as that big trophy shows up, it's just madness. So, um, you know, it's just the ultimate celebrity anywhere you take it. Everybody, right. everybody recognizes it too, right? No matter where you go, most people, most people recognize and kind of know what it is just because it's such a massive, massive thing. Uh, so you've gotten to know Phil Pritchard through this? A little bit. We were talking, I mean, we were talking uh, with him a bit just because they were around for the week. I think we had it for like a week or something afterwards. So, um, you know, they go everywhere it goes and they got a pretty cool job. Pretty, Absolutely. He's not yeah. letting that job go. And, no. <laughs> and, and Phil says, Stanley's the best roommate. Doesn't talk back. Gets up when I get up. Yeah, goes to bed it. when I go to bed. He said, uh, so yeah, we'll have to get Phil in here if we get a chance. Um, John in Edmonton says, Ryan, why do you think Saskatchewan doesn't have an NHL team? You want to take a stab at that? I don't know. I think they tried to have one, didn't they, years ago, and it just never really happened. And um, I don't know. I think there's lots of places you could say that about, too. And um, I don't know. You probably have a better idea than I do. Uh, well, I do have a – comes up all the time. <laughs> and, uh, well, for one, I don't want a team in Saskatchewan. I like to be able to travel to go watch you guys. I don't want a team in my backyard, but – there isn't enough money here. There just isn't. There's not enough population. Not enough There's population, not, It's yeah. corporate support. It's all that. And now the arena is out of date. Where you have to, would have to build a billion-dollar arena, and that's not happening. So it's not going to happen. But you mentioned Columbus um, playing there and being able to roam and that they did know who you are. What's Johnny Gaudreau walking into? I think he's going to like it there. I mean, the city is very – it's pretty laid back. Like um, – People will let you do your own thing. I mean, we would go out and have dinner and stuff, and people would just come up and say, good luck tomorrow or something, or, hey, you guys are playing great or whatever. Say, just, like, nice to see you guys out or something. But rarely would people be bothering you for autographs or bothering you for pictures. Um, they would just come up and shake your hand and just say hello. And I thought that was really cool because, uh, you know, the Buckeyes are kind of the big thing in town, the, the football team. Like, they're, you know, you, you watch them kind of get swarmed everywhere they go. But... Uh, yeah, the hockey guys, I mean, a lot of the fans will just come up and say hi, and that's that's about it. So it's kind of nice to – it's nice that you still have fans and they care about the team and everything, but they're not going to bother you 24-7. Like you mentioned, the Nuge gets, and uh, obviously Gaudreau and Kachuk in Calgary. Now, you've been in the NHL a long time. Would you agree that some guys, a small fraction, but some like the attention and the adulation, but a lot don't like it? I don't know. I think everyone's got to speak for themselves yeah, on that exactly. one, you know. Um, I'm sure it is nice sometimes, and sometimes people ask you for autographs, and it's kind of flattering, and you're like, that's, you know, pretty cool. But, I mean, I think if you're doing that all the time, it might get old, but uh, I don't know. The markets I've played in, you know, people mostly leave you alone for the most part, so it's been, it's been nice. I'm not complaining about that one bit. We have uh, a minute left in this segment. Ryan's good enough to stay for another, but I, I think I can squeeze this in before we break. You played on the World Junior Team in 2012 with Jonathan Huberdeau, so you know him pretty well. You've been in the NHL uh, all through the same time as him. How do you think he's going to make out in Calgary? I mean, he's a great player. He's, he puts up a lot of numbers, a lot of points. Um, great guy, you know, good leader. Um, I just think he, you know, his numbers speak for themselves with what he does out there, and and, you know, his highlights and stuff, you see him, the guy can really play. So I think, uh, you know, I think Calgary got a good one in that one. 
Yeah. Who, so. Do you want to say who won the trade? You want to take a stab? I'm at not going to go there. No. <laughs> I, try, try, I'm going to stop uh, it right there. Tried for a little analysis there. <laughs> we'll be right back. One more segment with Stanley Cup champion Ryan Murray of the Colorado Avalanche right after this. You're watching on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. You can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. As you can see, we are back in the bunker for one week's time. And uh, then we'll be at the World Juniors, by the way. The World Juniors are back in Edmonton this summer, August 9th to the 20th. Single-game tickets are on sale now from $40. I'll tell you right now, let's open the week because we're a date late opening the week. Text World Juniors right now in all caps, World Juniors, to the number you see on the screen, 902-518-3033. And each Friday, we're awarding a pair of tickets to a pair of lucky winners to the games of your choice. So do it now, and this Friday we'll award the winners. And we got one more segment left with Ryan Murray, Stanley Cup champion from the Colorado Avalanche. And before I look ahead for your career, let's just look back for a second. Speaking of the World Juniors, 2012, um, I didn't see you per se, but I was calling the games and you were playing. That was quite the wild tourney. What do you remember about wearing the Maple Leaf and those wild games? Yeah, it's a pretty cool tournament. I mean, especially in Canada. Um, you know, I only played the one year, so I didn't, you know, other guys went to Europe and stuff, yeah. and then they'd come back to Canada and be like, this is way better, just because, you you know, you're selling out NHL stadiums and you're in junior, so, like, it's just a crazy experience. And everywhere you go, it's just, a, it's such a, it's such a big deal, you know, the, the fans are just, are, are so crazy about it, and everybody just loves that tournament. The timing of it's great, it's on holidays, everybody's on holidays watching the games, and it's just like, a, I don't know, it's just kind of a perfect storm of hockey, and it, and it really works out really well in Canada, and so I was glad that at least you know we got we got to do it in, in Canada. It's too bad we we didn't uh, didn't win the thing. We had the team to do it, obviously. I think you you do almost every year in Canada, but didn't work out for us that year. But uh, you know, looking back on it, just the the whole experience of it, it's just done up so so intensely with all the media and stuff and and the fans and every restaurant you walk into, it's like you get a standing ovation and you're just going in for dinner or something. So. You know, that kind of experience is pretty crazy. Yes, and it's back in Alberta, as I mentioned, and tickets are on sale now at HockeyCanada.ca, starting for as low as $40. We'll be broadcasting live from Rogers Place for two straight weeks, beginning next week, uh, before and during the tournament. And um, just, i got to ask you, because this came up, I was in Calgary for 17 weeks, as I mentioned to you, the semifinal game against Russia. They had some pretty big studs on that Russian team, and you guys had studs on your team, but you fell down 5-1 yeah. and came back, and it went to overtime. It's like the wildest game ever. I don't, I don't think we went to overtime. Eh, close. We were close. 6-5 we you lost, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right, 6-5. Good memory. So, um, yeah, we had some bad bounces in that game. I had some bad bounces too, particularly, but uh, I thought we were going to come back even. We, we had it going there, and... Um, you know, we had such a good team, and, and you know, I thought that we, we could have came back, and that would have been a crazy, all-time crazy comeback, and just didn't quite get her done. And, you know, you people ask me all the time about about that, that year and, like, even that game and stuff, and it's like, 
you know, I don't know. It's just it's such a crazy tournament, and that you know, you get to the the what is that semis or quarters, or whatever. That was the semis, yeah. That was the semis. So you lose one game, and you know, you, if you get seven, it's it's probably a different story. But you know, you lose one game and and it's over. So it's uh it's it's kind of a tough tournament to win that way. But you did win a bronze. Uh, you beat Finland, mm-hmm. and I just where do you where's that medal? Do you remember? If you were, how do yeah, you I know where it is. It? I know where it is. I don't like to say where it is, exactly it is, but I know where it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a cool thing to have. I remember the coaches and everybody being like, you know, where you're playing for bronze, everyone's disappointed, and it's such a quick turnaround. They're like, you know, you're, you're going to look back on this and, and be glad if you if you win a bronze medal because you don't want to play for the bronze, but if you're in that situation, it's like you might as well try and win. So um, looking back on it, do I care that much about the bronze? It's like I don't know. You always want the gold, right? Like that's. It's kind of like how people feel about a silver. You're, you're proud about it. You're proud of the accomplishment. But, yeah, I mean, looking back on it, you just, you just have two. You might have one or two cracks at it, you know. So, yeah, it's, you only get a few at it. So it would have been a nice one. to. Well, I get why win. you wouldn't want people to know. Ask my cousin Logan Pyatt, who had his gold stolen. I think that's, yeah, I think I remember hearing about And that. never returned. Yeah, because so, he's from Belgoni. Yeah. Milestone. So, okay, Milestone, okay. Saskatchewan. Yeah. yeah. Look on the wall behind me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's from. Uh, hey, so you mentioned you're without a contract as we sit here right now, which I don't think scares you. You've got uh, veteran status, and it, but you're not still young. So you plan on fairly playing young, yeah. fairly young. How are you feeling? <laughs> I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been uh, yeah, I've just been training since I got back and stuff, and and uh, you know trying to stay in in good shape, and and uh, we'll see what uh, see what comes over the desk here, but. Um, yeah, for now, just kind of training and try to get my body where it needs to be. You've been in this situation before, though, as a free agent. Yeah, right? a couple, what have I been? I guess just one year. Just last year was my first free agent year. Well, how did you end up in New Jersey? Uh, I got traded from Columbus, and it was the second year of a two-year contract. So I was already under contract, so it's kind of like you don't really have a choice. But as a unrestricted free agent, there's just, you know, there's a lot of places that you can go if the opportunity is there so that's that's kind of cool being able to being able to kind of choose like last year there was quite a few teams calling and stuff so it's it's cool to be able to do that well it worked out well for you last year definitely did yeah so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm what's your anxiety level on a scale of one to ten you seem a little antsy about where you're at right now contract wise yeah I don't know it's uh you know I think you'd always want to do you want to have a long-term deal I've had a lot of injuries so I don't think teams are going to offer me a long-term deal which is fine. It's just, you know, you just want to get, like I said, I just want to get my body in, into a place where it's just like build up some, you know, a lot of muscle where you can, you can go out there and play. And, and, uh, you know, my body's feeling really good right now. And, and, uh, you know, I've been able to speak with a lot of good doctors, work with a lot of good trainers and stuff. And so I think I've taken a lot of good strides there, but yeah, I mean, you just kind of sit and wait and see if, see if something right comes along. And me and my agent have kind of been talking here and there. So, um, you know, trying to stay a little bit patient, but uh, if the right thing comes along, then you just kind of take a stab at it. Just a couple questions from the viewers. Jason and Red Deer says, Ryan, besides McDavid, who's the scariest forward bearing down on you? Oh, I don't know. Um, probably like Kucherov. He's just so, so slick and, and uh, you know, McDavid's just blazing speed and you, you really got to watch him, but a guy like Kucherov, he's just so so shifty and you don't really ever know what he's going to do you can't read him ask Aaron Ekblad yeah he's (laughs) remember that he's just so smooth like he just comes in and just 
It's like he's playing half speed, but he's he's going he's going fast, but it, he just kind of looks like he's half speed. He doesn't speed look all fast time. at all. It looks like a tank. It's crazy. And then he makes plays like he just wouldn't I don't know. He just he sees guys that you don't even see and he's a, he's a heck of a player. From John Chan, Ryan, would you be willing to play for a Canadian team? If not, why? Yeah, of course he'd be willing to play for a Canadian team, I think. Especially for me, I've never played in Canada on a Canadian team and being from Canada. So, um, you know, I've been in the States my whole career. So I think it'd be kind of cool to to experience that. And maybe guys who have experienced it, like we were talking about before, they might want to go somewhere else. But I think it'd be cool. One more from John in Edmonton. Ryan, what do you think of Arizona only having 5,000 fans next season at a smaller arena? The guys talking I don't know. About that? I don't know. It's going to be... It'll be weird, but, you know, if they can pack that thing, I don't think it'll be too bad. You know, if they can, because they struggle with fans down there sometimes. So if they can pack that, uh, if they can pack that small rink, it might be a better be atmosphere. Fun. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, enjoy the rest of your summer. Congrats again, uh, following you a long time, and enjoy every single second with a cup. I know you will. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Ryan Murray of White City of the Colorado Avalanche. We'll be back with viewer takeover and a sports update. Mike Abu Meshrick coming in an hour two. We are back in the bunker this week in the rectangle. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24 Hour Sports Radio, streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> welcome back. I don't know what the big deal is, but everybody's excited. I want to say hey to my guy, Michael Wynn. He's watching in Winnipeg right now at his sporting goods store on Game Plus TV. Everybody's excited that we're back in the bunker. And I hear that it looks good. We got all new equipment here since uh, the last time we did a show here. So we'll be here this week and then headed to the World Juniors. For two weeks, and I can't wait for that. Uh, hey, the CFL people are just like a bucking horse trying to get out of the out of the stall. Just hang on. Next hour, all CFL for you. And Mike Abu Meshrick, I believe, will be here in the bunker. He's not here yet. Otherwise, it's going to be just you and me, and I think we can handle that just fine. But a sports update on this Tuesday. The Toronto Blue Jays took Monday off to get ready for a nine-game road trip that starts tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays. And despite rumors of inevitable deals before today's 6 p.m. Eastern trade deadline, the surging Blue Jays haven't made a move yet. Winners of 12 of their past 15, the Jays are holding down one of the AL wildcard berths as they prepare for stops in Tampa Bay, Minnesota, and Baltimore before returning home on August 12th to face the Cleveland Guardians. But Juan Soto, that's the breaking news today, has been dealt to the San Diego Padres. We'll get into more of the components of that trade next hour. But Jeff Passan of ESPN reporting the deal is official. Juan Soto, all-star from the Washington Nationals going to the San Diego Padres. Canadians racked up 13 more medals at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England on Monday, headlined by three golden performances. Maude Sharon won the women's 64-kilo weightlifting event to set a Commonwealth record. Judica, uh, Judoka Krista Deguchi 
easy for me to say, won in the women's 57-kilogram event. And swimmer Summer McIntosh of Toronto was atop the podium in the women's 200-meter individual medley. Tiger Woods turned down an offer that Greg Norman says was somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to $800 million to take part in the Saudi-funded Live Golf Series. During an appearance on Fox News that aired last night, Norman, the CEO and commissioner of the Golf Series, confirmed what he told the Washington Post two months ago when an offer was made to Tiger. was not made clear, but it's clear now. Tiger said no thanks to live golf. I feel like I could talk for hours about that, but I'm not going to. Of course he said no. He's a PGA guy. He's got enough money. Not that Phil Mickelson doesn't and some of these other guys, but Phil Mickelson exiled by the PGA. What else do you expect him to do? Uh, Also, this sports update is for Edo Japan. Delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. I'm feeling like today is an Edo Japan day. What do we got here? Um... Hmm. John in Edmonton says, where at Rogers Place will you be broadcasting from? John, stay tuned. Tune in next week and you'll find out. Spicy! Yeah. Stop it. You Stop it. John Ohm (laughs) writes in and says, Greg Norman is the devil. I can't imagine the dreadful things that are being said about Greg Norman, the shark, for setting, uh, heading up the Saudi-backed Live Golf Tour. I don't think he cares. Just like the horrible things being said to and about me, I don't care. And I'm not getting a seven to $800 million paycheck, but I still don't care. Uh, the comments are coming in like crazy. I'm trying to keep up. Carlos in Indianapolis says, I'm guessing the helmets and bobbleheads will fill the desk as the week progresses. Just hold your bingo cards there, cowboy. But I know that you will be tuning in every day, so just stay tuned. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. And I see it, too, that people are just going nuts about the CFL games. We really skimmed over it last hour with Moose in the warm-up, but... Now, with the full two hours, or a full hour next hour with Mike Abu-Meshwick, we can get into it more with what went down in week eight in the CFL. Last night, I was on that Rider Nation podcast, ironically hosted out of Calgary, and uh, we did get deep into what the Rough Riders' problems are, if they do have problems with on a three-game losing streak. I think we could accurately say they've got problems. We'll get into that more. The Bomber fans want to talk about their team. Everybody wants to talk about their team, and we will after this break here on Game Plus TV. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.